Blocks Podcast. How you doing today? I'm fine. Fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. We are here in Houston, Texas. Uh, we are on the 30th episode. I don't know if everybody noticed that, but uh, this right. is the episode number 30. It feels good, right? That's right. That's a great milestone, and I'm, uh, I'm excited about it and uh, ready to keep going forward to the 3,000th episode. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we hope everybody has been getting fed by the information that we've been bringing on here and the guests that we've been bringing on because we've also been getting fed also. That's true. So this is really exciting. But during this time, we all know this last quarter of the year or this last month that we're going into uh, is the holiday season. That's true. And uh, during this time, a lot of people are spending money. They're buying presents for their whole family. Uh, we just finished Black Friday. People was, right. you know, running around, uh, you know, getting deals and all this kind of stuff, spending their money with these businesses. But we want to talk about how we can strategically spend money amongst ourselves and how business owners can take advantage of this time period right now, right? That's true. And and I would like to reiterate, back in 2015, there was a, a movement started by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and Nation of Islam entitled Justice or Else. And, and it was our response to the unjust killings of blacks by police and others uh, and not being brought to justice. Uh, even if they were brought into a, a court of justice, they were found innocent. Right. So the way we respond, and uh, and we had a number of protest movements, but the way we're responding is with economic uh, withdrawal. We're going to boycott the um, holidays. You know, up with Jesus, down with Santa, if you remember the slogan. Up with Jesus, down with Santa, meaning that we, we believe in uh, Jesus and we, we respect uh, those uh, teachings of Jesus and those religious uh, doctrines. But what we, re- what we reject is the commercialization of, of Jesus with the Santa Claus uh, paganism and that type of thing. But also, we are boycotting uh, with the economic withdrawal as a protest and along with the economic withdrawal is supporting black businesses. You know, we got to reward our friends and punish our enemies. Right. So we definitely want to uh, support those uh, black businesses because we need, a co- again, let's reiterate what the Business Building Blocks podcast uh, is founded on. The Business Building Blocks podcast is founded on building a community kingdom building a nation building and so that's economic development if you look at it so it goes hand in hand with this movement uh, if we're going to begin to become independent then we must begin to build businesses that satisfy our needs In last episode we talked about human needs so if we're going to be a free and independent people we got to accept the responsibility of providing for ourselves all the essentials of life. And again, let's talk about businesses. And uh, you want to comment on that? Comment on businesses? Yeah. Uh, what are you asking? You saying, do I want to comment on What do you mean? Well, business? see, we just talked about the need for supporting black businesses, the need for economic development. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to add to that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We do need businesses and we do need economic development. Uh a lot of our, you know, a lot of the ailments that black people suffer in this country is because we don't have economic power and we don't have uh, uh, economic force. Uh, 
to uh, to push policy that would be in our favor, to buy these politicians, to set up um, to set up a, a economic foundation that would feed jobs and you know money. It would feed education. So what people don't realize is at the root of a lot of problems that you any community would have, it would be at at the base of it is money, and that's why you see a lot of other communities are really. Um, like they're focused on that, right? You know, a lot of a lot of different people from other countries have businesses, and we've talked about that. But yeah. so that's well, we, why we can reiterate it again because we want to uh, emphasize the need mm-hmm. of the of the demand. We talked about it, business demand, uh, unmet need. So we are a nation within a nation, mm-hmm. meaning descendants of slaves, blacks in America, and uh, after slavery. We never received the 40 acres and a mule, and we're living in a society based on capital, mm. but we don't have any capital. We started from zero. We started from zero over 100 years ago after slavery, and because we didn't have any land or capital, we had to go back to the plantation of sharecroppers, which was a form of debt, an economic system based on debt, and we've been in debt ever since. And it's very difficult to build wealth when you're in debt. Debt, you know, debt is slavery. So we end up being in ghettos, uh, in this permanent underclass, high unemployment, crime, violence. A lot of our young men are in prison, you know, and then the family is broken. And we start talking about social ills around uh, economic deprivation. For example, if the father cannot perform his duty and responsibility in the home as a husband and a father, he must have money. Um, so he must have money. So uh, that means economics. So then a lot of the marriages fail, and a marriage is a basis for a family. But marriages fail not necessarily because of infidelity, but due to the man is unemployed, you know. <laughs> he's not he's not bringing anything to the table. And a lot of women say, well, I can do bad by myself. So because uh, inability to contribute, I'm not going to be a burden on the family. So uh, so you have these families that's headed by women, single-parent household, that's usually our, our women with dependent children. And then now we, de- we depended on government programs like, such as welfare, housing, and that type of thing. So and then we and and if we do, uh, we can't seek legitimate employment. Then we find um, illegal forms of of uh, you know I just got to eat. You know why are you hustling? You know I'm just trying to eat out here. I'm trying to survive. I'm in the survival mode. So you know anything any any life uh, insect like animal life is going to try to survive when it's threatened. So you're talking about. But you're breaking the law. Well, in order to preserve my life, I do whatever's necessary in order to live. So then we result to crime and violence or the illegal trade, what they call the black market, you know, maybe stolen goods or drugs or whatever. Somebody tried to sell me a chain at the uh, at the gas station by my house the other day. Yeah. And he when he showed it to me, he had like a gold chain. And he was like, he was like, hey man, I got these gold chains. And he was like, just stole them. And he told me like, I would, like because he stole them, I would be like, oh yeah, yeah, you stole them, cool, cool. He's like, I stole them. You want them? And I was like, uh, nah, nah, I'm good on that, bro. But 
And it was a brother, like, and I was just like, man, like, yeah. yeah. And see, what happens is we contribute to the darkness. You know, you can call this crime and violence and, and ghetto as darkness. Yeah. And we contribute to our own condition by supporting those that's involved in the illegal activity. Because if he stole it from someone, then we don't know what he did to that person. Yeah, he could have killed him or whatever. Killed him or whatever, you know. And then we we support him when we buy it. If you think about that. But you know what's crazy? We are re- willing. Well, say he did steal it and he does sell it. Why don't at that point he take that stolen money yeah. and then just invest in? Because all these people doing are using money to buy gold and everything wholesale, and then they make chains out of it. Yeah. If you okay, you did that that one time, but you could flip that money. And then just go legitimate and make way more money and not have to worry about going to jail. You clearly have an eye for jury. You know which one to take. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? That's right. So that gold, your money could buy the same thing that that other person is buying. And you could, and you already have the clientele. You know who want to buy it. So Yeah, what, what you just brought to mind is the principle of business, mm-hmm. which is buying and selling. It's trade. It's trade. Of course, you're going to get it at a lower price. You mark it up. The margin, which is your profit margin that you make when you when you sell it. So just like you're doing in the drug trade, your plug, you know, you get it from the plug and you get it at the wholesale. And then you go and break it down in the squares or whatever you do. And uh, and you sell it. Then you made a profit. You got your come up. But that's that's a principle of business. It's not just in the illegal game. That's that's true with whatever you sell. So let's look at it legally. You know, we talked about how easy it was to to get a, a sales permit. You know, to get a doing a DBA doing business as, and you get a sales permit, and now you can buy a purchase wholesale. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't afford the brick and mortar store, you can have a website and you can do mail order, or you can deliver with your car in your neighborhood or whatever. Uh, you can set up in, in Houston, you see it everywhere, where people are setting up a tent at the intersection, especially on holidays. They're selling flowers. Go ahead. Well, yeah, recently after the Astros one, I've been seeing all around Houston is people selling like uh, Astros comforters, hoodies, shirts. And these people ain't affiliated with the Astros brand, <laughs> but they just went and just put world champion on some orange shirts right. and they on all these corners around Houston. I just been seeing that. That was one thing I That's right. I saw. But you see that anyway, uh, especially our like Mexican brothers and sisters. They yeah. you will see them on the side of the road selling stuffed animals. Just a whole yeah. thing. Stuff big stuffed animals hanging up everywhere. Or they'll be selling, you know, taco trucks and everything like that. But Yeah, yeah. I mean we talked about the food trucks. Yeah. And you know, we always look at when we have a, a business idea, we're gonna get into our dreams here in a minute. We have a business idea. We're always looking at the grandiose picture. You know, it has to be a huge business, a big corporation. But we see somebody with a food cart or either a food truck. Or a bike with a cooler on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, they selling tacos or egg rolls or sandwiches or whatever. Flowers, we talked about. Water, you know, or beverages. Get started selling. You know, and we can, wherever we start at, don't be ashamed of where you start at. Because you can work and you can build on that. 
and you can build your dreams, but it's a building block. That's just the first block. Right, right. And uh, and uh, we talked about human needs. You know, you suck. You don't have to come up with a, a idea that's new. No one ever done it before. No, we talk about human needs. Everybody's doing it. We talk about. We always talk about the white man is doing it. But we look at all the foreign groups that come to America. It's a mecca economically, a, a land to get rich and successful. That's America to the rest of the world, but us. Mm. We sit there and we, we talked about when we went to the trade conference. Uh, trade makes a nation strong economically. And Houston is the number one city for trade throughout the country. And, you know, America has the largest economy. So what they say about Houston? We lead, we number one in trade in the United States. And and then America has the largest economy. And look at all of the trade coming through the, the port of Houston. Uh, we got trucking, we got railroad, we got international airports, and we got all this industry. We got the we uh the largest um fuel refineries of the oil industry. Houston is known. For you know, we the energy capital of the world, but also the medical industry and other industries that, that's thriving. Yeah, and what people don't understand is uh, a lot of people my age and in my generation and young, like around my age, the, a word people use all the time is saturated. It's so saturated. Everybody doing the same thing. It's saturated. But what you don't realize when you go in the store, go to the soda aisle. How many yeah. different soda companies? Go to the 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 you know the toilet paper aisle. Yeah. You got Bounty. You got all these. You even got Walmart, the store brand, and all. You got all these different brands of one item. Yeah. But they not like, oh, I ain't gonna do it. People are already doing it. Go look at the electronic section. How many different headphones are there? How many different TV companies are there? So you can't you do what you do and do it well. Don't act, don't feel like. Or, and in fact, if it's a lot of people doing it, that means it's a lot of people buying it. So maybe you should jump <laughs> in it anyway. Look at, I mean, we're in the fourth largest city in America. Mm -hmm. If you go to an intersection, and there's a service station on every corner. And each service station has a store attached to it, convenience store. Yeah. And look at all the goods in the, in the convenience store. And then a lot of times they have a restaurant attached to it. But it's on every side. And they the all sell the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're selling food. They're selling fuel. They're selling... Um, uh, cigarettes, uh, these, but you can get it at either one of those stores. Uh, you can go down the street, you need a gallon of milk. Well, all the stores sell a gallon of milk. They sell bread. They sell it at Walmart. They sell it at uh, Food Town. They sell it at Fiesta. And these are stores in this area. Mm -hmm. Seller Brothers, you know. I can start on and on naming stores that sell the same thing. I like, the one I noticed even when I was little was like, why is it always a Walgreens right next to a CVS? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> how do they even do that? At first, I thought the same person owned them or something, and they were trying to create fake a fake rivalry. But that might be true, but Some, I don't know. Sometimes it's true. <laughs> but, that, but what it is, I think, I seen a video about it where they were talking about, they were talking about that phenomenon yeah. where a business, they, they, they gave this analogy of a beach. And it was two uh, carts selling uh, popsicles. Yeah. And then it was one man who was in the middle selling popsicles. And then he would uh, he would get all the traffic. But then somebody seen that was like, oh, I'm going to make another stand selling popsicles. But he put it on the other end so that uh, anybody coming from this way would be closer to him. Yeah. Anybody coming that way would be closer to him. But then so they started moving close. This man moved this way so he could get them too. And anybody coming that way would have to come all the way down. But then he, they were just showing how businesses get closer and closer together yeah. if they're doing the same thing to cover 
equal area until you hit like an optimum point where they right by each other. And I think that's what CVS and Walgreens ended and, up doing. And, and it's competition. Yeah. You know, you meet in the competition. You meet the competition in the marketplace. And what, what made me think about is the malls. The malls, you have all those stores that grouped up together in the mall and also the food court. All the restaurants in the, in the food court together. But the principle we talked about a few episodes ago is synergy. Synergy meaning that together we're stronger than we are separate. So then there's a bigger audience. There's a larger number of people coming. Well, say, for instance, we use that gas station, for example. Some people come in the gas station for gas, but then they see the restaurant. Now they get a burger. Uh, and here is a taqueria in Houston. Right. They may get they may get gas, they may get something out the convenience store, then they may get food from the restaurant. Well, someone coming to the restaurant may be going to the restaurant, but now they're going to get some fuel. Now they're going to get some convenient item from the convenience store. So together they're stronger than they are. Uh, they are separate. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're just talking about business and business opportunity. But, but go ahead. We're talking about right now this episode is about, are we talking about going forward the holiday season? Well, actually, or, we need to support black businesses during this holiday season. Right. And we're going to boycott uh, others, our enemy. Right. We want them to feel economic pain. How we feeling pain being gunned down in the street. How we feel pain uh, being in poverty. Uh, being disenfranchised, being landless, right? And you know, and that would just that would just that would remedy all those situations. It would hurt them, but it would it would it would help us. It would. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, you're not gonna buy anything because that's my people see boycott. You boycott them, but the main thing let's let's buy stuff from each other. That's true. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what we need most of the work for because if you look back during the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King became famous in the movement became strong with the bu Montgomery bus boycott. And that was economic during the Civil Rights Movement. So we have used boycotts historically. Mm -hmm. Now we need to do uh, buying black peace, supporting black businesses, economic development, which is the purpose of the business building blocks. And the uh, other phase of this, once we establish the need or the purpose of, of why we should do business, now we need to talk about business planning. Mm. Uh, you know, most of us have dreams, like we say. Uh, Martin, King, uh, Martin Luther King's uh, great speech on Washington was, I have a dream. Now, we, we have a dream, personally, of uh, being in business. We have a business idea. Mm. And it's just an idea at this point. But now we need to translate that into a goal. You know, we need to have a vision, something to work toward. You know, the scripture says people without a vision will perish. So you have to have a, a, a dream, a goal, a desire, because the desire feeds the will. It's going to be the fuel by which you, you strive and you work toward something. You have to have a goal to work toward. Mm. And this business must become a goal. So... Let's write down a plan, a business plan, and that plan is a step-by-step -step process by which we attain our ultimate goal, and that's to be in the business. 
a successful business. Mm. And um, I would like to draw attention to the SBA, Small Business Administration. Um, they publish, uh, they have um, resources for entrepreneurs that want to go into business. And, you know, it's funded by the federal government. So a lot of the things are, are you know, supported by our tax dollars. So you need, need to make yourself available to things that you already, your tax dollars are paying for. You know, so uh, I acquired a publication from a good brother named uh, Brother Youssef Muhammad. Uh, he is a counselor for the Small Business Administration. And uh, the um, SCORE uh, publishes uh, publications that support uh, entrepreneurship. And they have uh, sample business plans. You can, uh, you can access it online at uh, sba.gov. And also, you can uh, visit one of their locations. And you may be able to get counseling and other resources. Uh, but we want to talk about business planning. And again, we want to reduce it uh, to paper. But I would like to read a couple of quotes about uh, dreams, big dreams. This is uh, from a SCORE publication. Americans share that dream, and yet not everyone has the courage to get started. But if you're reading this, uh, you have already taken the first step toward turning your dream into a reality. Mm. And that's the whole point what we're talking about. We need to stop just laying down, sitting down, hoping and wishing. We got to start planning. We got to plan our work and work our plan. Another thing I like to read, it says, one myth is that the majority of small businesses fail. The first thing you need is a name. You know, we talked about uh, your business name. Mm. And the next thing is to determine the type of business that you're going to get, whether it's going to be a sole proprietorship, and that means it's owned by an individual. A partnership, that means it's owned by one or more. And a corporation. They, they have a limited liability corporation. They have for-profit corporations, and they have not-for-profit or non-profit corporations. Right. So you need to determine which type of entity your business will be. And, you know, if we look at uh, nonprofits, usually serve a social need. You know, we, we I think we talked about before those uh, nonprofits that help the homeless, that feed the homeless, or maybe may even uh, provide housing or services for those people are homeless. Uh, that, that's a non-profit. And uh, for-profits, you know, uh, is things that you're going to be taxable. Non-profit is non-tax. And it's the different types of accounting that goes along with each one of these types of corporations or types of businesses. There's different levels of liability in Texas. You'll expose you to tax liability. So those why you, that, that's, those are some reasons why you want to decide what type of entity your business is going to take on. If you're a sole proprietorship, you're going to have full liability. You're going to be exposed uh, personally for all the debts 
of the business. But in the corporation, uh, you are insulated. And also, uh, there are tax loopholes, and, and, and you can get with an accountant and study tax law that determine which one is advantageous to your business. But the type of business is what you want to do when you begin. And, and as sole proprietorship, you may need to get a doing business as a DBA, a business name, right? a tax ID number, and that may satisfy that business entity. But a corporation, you need to incorporate. And there's a process by which you incorporate with the state. And you're going to have to develop a board of directors. In terms of your organizational chart, you need to develop develop an organizational chart which will determine how you will manage your company and the positions in that company. You would have to staff the board, and then you would have to staff the organization. Um, you know, it's going to deal with upper-level management, uh, the president or CEO of the corporation, the vice president, you know, uh, and management, the management of marketing. Management of sales, you know, um, different areas or departments within your company, and who would head those departments? Department heads. Then you get down to the supervisory level, and then those workers that's underneath the supervisor, you know, and you come up with their duties and job descriptions, so to speak. And your plan, you need to you need to be aware of all of those. Things you need to uh, you need to identify those things, and then you need to account for their salaries. You know what what this position pay? You know entry level position. They may be minimum wage or a lower wage, but then when you get up to the executive level um, management, then they're gonna command a different wage, a larger wage, and then you have to look at well, how much. Money projections, how much costs are involved in managing this business? And we just talked about salaries. But there's other costs that need to be considered. You want you want to jump right in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're familiar with costs. You know, if, if, if you had a home, just think about your home, a building. Yeah, yeah. You got you got rent if you're well, renting. Well, uh, as far as my business, when I'm when I'm uh, as far as making music, one of my costs is studio time. We're in the studio right now, yeah. so I won't I won't be able to get my product, which is a song, without investing, paying the money to come to a professional studio, so that when my product comes out, it sounds like the standard, like it's, it holds up to the standard of what else is going on in in the mainstream or in the highest level of my industry. Right. So if that was somebody else, you would be if if you had a clothing company, you would be paying a quality seamstress who would get, you know, your seams and everything done right, or you would be paying a good screen printer to do your logos and everything. You may pay the graphic the graphic design artist. You wouldn't just go into paint or something like that and throw it together. You want to go get paid for the quality of things. So you're talking about stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cost. Whatever whatever your cost would be. Mm-hmm. And and we you talked about some of the costs in the music industry, mm-hmm. and 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 as I would assume you are renting uh, time in a in a music studio, not necessarily buying the studio or developing or building your own studio. You, 
which are uh, uh, artists that may be already accomplished. Yeah. And they have the resources and uh, the wherewithal in order to build their own. And they may have a, a studio in their home, but they live in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the equipment. A lot of rappers do that. Big Sean got one in his house. Pretty much most most high level artists have one in their house. Even lower level, the home studio is kind of like standard nowadays. But you would take it to a or even in a hotel. You see rappers recording in a hotel and stuff, and they pay for what they would need in that situation or a studio bus, uh, a tour bus with a studio on it. So things like that. And then a lot of and and, and I want to come back to to, to the music and but but a lot of the songs are written or the beat is made right from your laptop, your MacBook or whatever. And later you'll go and record and and, and engineer mm-hmm. your music in a studio. Um, I think we need to take a a, a break and talk the sponsor. about sponsorship. Yep. Um, Nation Products, Nation Products. Many of you that's been following the broadcast, been hearing us talk about Nation Products. Nation Products had a Facebook page. I have a Facebook page, and you can learn more about Nation Products from Facebook, but Nation Products has launched their brand-new website, nationproducts.com, and that's a great accomplishment. Um, We building businesses here with the business building blocks. Nationproducts.com, and I have some advertising here. I like to show the audience um, Nation Products postcard um, and uh, Facebook. Okay, we still have Facebook Live. Facebook, uh, you can find ads on Facebook, nationproducts.com. Um, and also, you can have uh, books, children books. We have children books. Uh, we had guests on our show. Um, for instance, Warren F. Muhammad. He published a book, A Case for Separation, that ties directly into this nation building that we've been discussing. You can acquire that publication on nationproducts.com. And the, the science book that was developed for children Chemistry for Children, you can acquire that publication on nationproducts.com. Again, um, there's a book on famous blacks in America. And this this book is uh, a history book in some sense because it covers our culture historically, those figures. It's a puzzle. It's a word search book. It's a puzzle for each figure. And as the student a child solves that puzzle they learn about their history and their culture. You can acquire that publication on nationproducts.com. So visit nationproducts.com and build your library. Again, we like to talk about public service announcements. We got the economic blueprint. Again, it was a fund set up to establish, to purchase farmland as an economic basis for the black community. You know, we cannot be free if we don't own any land because land is necessary and essential for food production. You know, crops are grown from land. Uh, Livestock, you need land in order to raise livestock. Uh, If the, the cows need to graze, they need fresh water to drink. 
All this come from the land. And again, we talked about the convenience store, uh, getting milk and the eggs from the convenience store. But that milk had to come from a cow. The eggs had to come from chickens or poultry. So we need land. Go to economicblueprint.org. Again, that's economicblueprint.org. That's five cents a day, 35 cents a week. In a year's time, that's $18.20 per wage earner to allow us as a people to become economically free and independent. And we have to sacrifice now for the future of our children, the future of a nation. You want to add to that? We're talking about the economic blueprint. Oh yeah, I uh, we I I just remember the trip that we took to the uh, dairy farm, and that was real. I think about that still to this day. That was like in 2012 or 13. That was a long time ago, but I still think about it today because I always wanted to see what we were talking about in real life. You know what I mean? So that was great to go there and see actual cows running around. I was running around with the actual chickens. And the brother was explaining to me, because I'm real into, like, science and stuff like that. He, They had this um, this uh, contained, uh, like, fi- like it was like its own ecosystem, yeah. like, refrigeration that thing. Was, it was producing uh, a type of grain, maybe barley was, or some type of high-grade. It was like grass in there, too. Grain, yeah, yeah. grass. It was... But it was mechanical. Yeah. And he said he started a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter and raised, I don't know, was it $30,000 or something in order to buy this equipment. I didn't even know that that existed. That was amazing yeah. to me that they was able to, because cont- that can grow in any season. You know, even though our seasons don't get too bad in Houston or yeah. Texas, but that was really nice. I was like, man, this is, so we're, it was, first of all, it was cutting edge and, and it, we owned it. Right. And I seen like he could he lived on a house on that land. I was like right. he could never leave this house and be all right. You know what I mean? No, we we need to stop keep the people out of darkness. This was Pure Milk Farms, right? In Winnie, Texas, is owned by believers in uh, out of Muhammad Mosque number forty five in the Nation of Islam. So we talking about a black farm. <laughs> so we already have gotten started on the things that we're talking about. Land ownership. There's also a Muhammad Farms in Georgia, the state of Georgia. And there's another... You uh, went to one one time, right? And they had big bean towers or something like that that you went to? Or? Yeah, that was Minister Farrakhan's farm. Yeah. In um, Detroit? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. The state of Michigan. Oh, okay. Detroit is in Michigan. This is outside of Detroit. Um, but Minister Farrakhan is fulfilling scripture here. You know, there's a story of Joseph that was sold into slavery by his brothers. That remind you, anybody, it's not a coincidence that we were sold into slavery by our brothers. But Joseph rose to power in Egypt, and uh, he interpreted the king's vision, which was a famine. It was going to be seven years of uh, plenty, and then seven years of famine. That was the interpretation of the king's dream. So the king placed him over the grain houses because he solved the, the the mystery or the riddle of his dream. So he was placed over the grain houses. He told them to store up grain because a famine is coming. And he was able to go back and save his family, save his very brothers that envied him and betrayed him. You know, so we have to go out and save our people, regardless of how much 
we hate ourselves. Yeah, I can see that as like now. You know how people be like, you know what? When I get on, I'm going to remember who ain't support me. You know what I mean? I'm cutting everybody off. I'm leaving the hood. But because uh, a lot of times when you're building your business, everybody around you is like, that's not going to work. <laughs> like, that's yeah. going to fail or they don't support you and stuff like that. Makes sense. But I, I, you, that feeling you feel can naturally come about when, when you be like, okay, but when I'm on, I'm going to remember all of y'all who did this and that. But I think, like you said, to go back and uh, feed the, the community you came from is probably really important. Yeah. That's what I got and, from that and, story. And if you really study history, we were made to hate each other by the slave master pitting us against each other, causing slaves to fight each other. Mm. It's a form of control, divide and conquer. But if you can go to the NOI.org website, you can find the link to Muhammad Farms, and you can also find the link to Pure Food, Pure Milk uh, Farms. Mm-hmm. So that farm exists, and also Wazir... Film one of his first videos, your music video. Uh, think was it Think Again? I think again. Uh, Mind made up. Mind made up a video, and you can find that it's available. Um, one other uh, public service announcement is the finalcall.com or the digital finalcall.com, and you can find that online. The Final Call newspaper and. In this time that we're living in, well, information is critical. It's crucial for us to be able to make decisions that you have factual information, you know, not false propaganda. Uh, uh, the news now, it affects us, especially if it's showing us in a negative light. And and we talked about those cartoons and the media and that type of thing. It, it affects our self-esteem. If we're shown as being criminal, uh, uh, ignorant, uh, violent, you know, and so we may not aspire to be an entrepreneur because, you know, I'm just meant to be a criminal, you know. I'm not going to get past 21, you know. I'm a gangbanger. I'm going to get killed, you know. So we live a lifestyle of death, and a lot of times it's portrayed in the images that we see of ourselves. It affects our self-esteem. So let's... Let's support black media and let's produce literature in uh, those authors and things like we talked about the books and literature where it support our culture and our identity, you know, black identities, extremist groups. We uh, Black identity, if you know your culture and your identity, it, you're going to be empowered and you're going to strive for more, strive for better. Again, that's finalcall.com. And now we can go back. Uh, we only got four minutes. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about the music industry. Well, we maybe we'll talk about Wazir's music. Well, well, I want to get back to the point of the episode, the holidays. Let's let's lead them off on what they should be doing during this time, right? Well, we should be supporting black businesses. Yeah, support our sponsors. Support any black businesses that you're aware of. But in order to support the business building blocks. And, and like, ramp it up. Like, this is the time when people yeah. are buying stuff. Yeah. Go online. People are looking and contact people. Like, I know this is the holidays. I have this available. You can buy this. We have this special going on. So take advantage of what's going on. People are out here spending money. Make some deals. You know what I mean? Make Go get a graphic artist to, to draw you up some stuff. 99, this is, you know, put the price on there. Yeah, you, you mean you advertise, know? advertise. Yeah, advertise to the people right now because people are, this is that time. You see every other, the commercials. And that's what I, I was having a conversation with my 
uh, with one of my friends the other day, and we were talking about how our whole life we, you know, that ain't we don't celebrate that holiday. This ain't that, you know the the woke people or the the, the, the yeah the anti-establishment people. <laughs> we don't celebrate this uh, holiday. We ain't doing this, but they are using they're doing something to inspire some type of emotional yeah. uh, attachment to their products. We should study that in some kind of way and That's figure true. out how to direct that into our own community because it's going to happen either way. You can keep telling people it's not real and all that and the historical context to what we're doing, but it's been so long since the pagan times that that's kind of where it comes from, but that's not what it is now. Now it's the time for people to show their love to their family by spending money on them. That's the facts of the matter. So you can, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like like you're saying, you're going to spend money because you have to spend money. You have have to to spend money because of life. Yeah. In order to sustain life, you got to eat. You know, you have to drive. You got to buy fuel. You got to, you need clothes. You need things. Mm -hmm. So you're going to buy things anyway. So uh, after we get through protesting, we got to go back to the people we protested against because we depended on them. We can complain about the foreigners, but if we can, there's no competition, we're going right back and get that bad service. Yeah. So let's begin to support our own that'll create jobs and we'll have leverage. And again, you can start with supporting the business building blocks by supporting our sponsors. And number one sponsor is Nation Products. And also, he was reluctant to say why is there music, but he's half a business building block. Well, I was. Go out and get a single. From Wiser, get the album Photon Fever. If not, get a single. And you got a couple of new singles out. Uh, you want to announce your new singles and we can close out? Yeah, go on uh, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, get my new single, Mini Can't Rock. You can get my other new single, um, uh, Becoming. And uh, stay tuned. I'm just going to be dropping music very often. So y'all go support that and we're going to keep it going. And again, you can you can find a business building block on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, share the posts, share the posts of our sponsors, share the posts of other entrepreneurs that you know are black owned, and let's begin to advertise and let's circulate that dollar. That that's a that's a very important piece, and you can even share that when you support that business. Make you know, take a picture of yourself, a video of you uh, patronizing the black business and, and, and share that, that post. And we'll repost it. And we'll repost it. So you, that's all I have to say. You know, let's just practice what we preach mm-hmm. and let's begin to build. All right. Speaking of that, you now have the blocks. Now get to building. Thank y'all for listening. This is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. And see you next time. Goodbye.